Hey, it's Luke here. I just want to tell you about a new podcast I'm involved in, which is called The C Word. Six weeks ago, my eldest brother Lee was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. It is the type of news that stops you and your family in your tracks and offers a fairly sobering reminder of what this life is about. Over those six weeks, we've had many a conversations trying to understand this new health challenge and the road ahead. And as easy as it would be to fall into a heap and give in early with such difficult news, I asked my brother what he needed from me most. Outside of the obvious and much needed support for him and his family, he said, most importantly, I just need to focus on beating this with optimism. So with a desire to support in a way that benefits him, educates us, and hopefully informs those we don't know, we decided to create this podcast that could tell that story as it unfolds, capturing the highs, the lows, the unknowns, and hopefully plenty of optimism along the way. To come on the journey, search The C Word on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts free. Welcome to Itch. My name's Luke. I'm 32 years old, and I'm from Australia. I've spent my life with an insatiable curiosity, an itch, if you will, and a need to understand more. There is a clear desire for so many of us, irrelevant of background, ethnicity, or sexuality, to live more authentically and to seek out an alternative narrative to that which currently exists. I use my stories to take you on a journey where I've challenged my own truths through the ability to ask more questions than I have answers, maintaining a great sense of humor, always viewing the world through a lens of empathy, but most importantly, to live in the gray. These attributes have assisted me to seek out different perspectives and to create a life that is more flourishing and progressive for me and, well, hopefully for those around me. So if you're interested to know more, welcome to Itch. Lesson number three, have courage. So this lesson uh, is something that I think we all learn different variations of along the way. If I think back to so many different examples in life where, you know, you're just required to have courage. um, And and what does that mean? Like, what does having courage even mean? I, I almost wonder for many people, is it that you're learning to have courage or are you learning what different variations of courage is or looks like? As I go into this story, and I'm going to tell you just a very Quick story on on probably a, a fairly recent approach to where I've had to learn to have courage again. Um, I think of my little niece and uh, and my sister and brother in law who say to her and have said to her since she was you know since she could understand, it just takes one second of bravery to be able to do something courageous, and uh, and I think so many of us forget this along the way um, as adults. My most recent story that I can think of was actually when I was releasing or publishing my book. Um, It sounds like quite a a grand story, but actually um, it was about a year and a half late. Not necessarily that anything's late, but after after the fact. Um, You know, I I had this idea back at the end of uh, December 2017, I think it was. um, And I'd always had this desire to want to write a book. I always knew, you know, I'd love to write a book. I didn't know what that actually looked like but I wanted to write a book. Um, and then December, 2017, lucky enough, I was in, in Thailand at the time having a holiday and um, had this idea to write this book for young people, you know, young people who are coming out to really be able to um, 
I wanted to tell a bit of a, a coming of age story, this, this story around um, coming out in modern day Australia, um, what that means for me, what it, what it looks like, but also that at the end of that story, there wasn't heartache and despair. There is actually met with, you know, a fair amount of love and acceptance, but at the same time wanting to, I guess, position it to say that it is a really challenging time and coming out, I went through one of the darkest um, periods of my life, but it didn't, and it continues not to necessarily own me. You know, my sexuality is merely one part of me. Um, and, and, you know, in as much as whatever my beliefs might be, in as much as whatever I like doing with my spare time, and as much as what my job is, like these are all parts of, but don't necessarily dictate who we are. And, uh, and, and so I wanted to write this story. So December 2017 had this idea um, and decided I would call it Itch. And, you know, that's obviously the name of this podcast. The, the name Itch um, came from this idea when I was, you know, very, very briefly when I was born. I, I first 10 years of my life, I had really acute eczema. And I always chase this itch, this deep desire, this something something inside. Um, and, and, you know, my, my illness then translated into kind of how I, I went after life. So itch was going to be the name of this. And so I started writing it. I wrote it in, in the start of 2018. I didn't know how long it was going to take me. Uh, so I just sat down, I started writing and a month and a, you know, I think it was literally a month, maybe a month and a half later, uh, the first draft of the book was done. Wow. That was, you know, that was far more cathartic and quick. And, you know, the process was what it was at the time. I then get to March and I've sent my first manuscript off to the editors in New York who I was working with. It comes back, we do a bit of back and forth and by the end of 2018, uh, I've pretty much come to a point where I've, I've got most of my manuscript done. I think we, we were then doing kind of a last minute back and forth and I was dragging this out. So, you know, but in this time we had finished up our, our, our life in the UAE. So I wrote this when I was, when I was in the UAE, finished up our life and had moved back to Australia in August. And now start of 2019, we've kind of gone through a bit of a bit of a rough patch uh, and we're trying to reset ourselves up here in Australia. And so I had this manuscript just sitting there and I'd kind of like go back to the editors a bit and then they'd get someone else to check something, we'd come back again. And this kind of dragged on a bit. I think it took us up until probably around mid 2019 that I get my final manuscript back and, uh, and hey presto, I'm good to go. So most people would then go, amazing, I've done all this work, now it's time to, to get the book out. But I was, quite, um, I was quite consumed at the time, I guess, with work and everything that was going on. And a part of me just kept ignoring it. I just kept ignoring it. I'd written a book and I just kept ignoring it. I was like, do you know what? I, I can't do with that right now. You know what? I, I'll just leave it. You know what? Maybe I'll do it when I have some time off. You know what? I'll, I'll take some leave. And actually, oh, maybe if I just wait until the end of this contract that I'm working in, then what I'll be able to do is start going out to publishers. And so I get to the start of 2020, right? Already for the big 2020 year, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take on this year, I think as, as most of us did, not knowing what was about to hit us. And, uh, and I decide I'm actually going to go out and, um, and try and get a publisher. And so I start sending out these manuscripts to all these different places at the start of the year. And obviously you don't hear anything. And then COVID hit. And so I get to mid 2020 and I had this overwhelming just call, I guess, an itch, you know, to say, what are you doing? Um, we'd gone into the COVID period. I was still working over that time. Um, but then I had other friends around me who kind of, 
you know, who are of the same spirit, I guess, and, and, and always looking to kind of do their next project or next adventure. And, and they decided to, that they would, um, you know, do their own venture of, of sorts. And so I saw them having courage and just getting on with it. And I realized, what am I doing? Like, why haven't I done the same thing? You know, like what, what I've got this, I've got this book here that could help people and I'm selfishly sitting on it. Um, and so I got to mid-year and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to publish it myself. I had such a, a, an overwhelming reality of like, this is it. I'm just going to do it. Let's just publish it. And so I start looking into it. I get to the day when I'm going to um, announce to everyone. And I get to the point where I've got a book that's ready to go. It's, it's on Amazon. Um, it can be purchased. I've got it through other um, you know, other distributors as well. Um, yes, I'm not by, uh, you know, I'm, I'm self-publishing. Yes, I haven't got all the marketing to go with it, but I just want to get it out there. I want it to, you know, once this thing's out, it's done. Um, and so I come to the point where I have to just tell my world, you know, like tell on Facebook to my friends and family, hey, I don't know, like I think I mentioned it maybe before. I'm not sure if I did, but I had a bit of a dream and this is what I've decided to do. I was so crippled with fear that I wasn't even aware of. I, I, was, I, I remember going to write this and post it and I couldn't, like I couldn't do it. There was something, I became overwhelmed with this anxiety. I was so fearful of what people are gonna say. Here I was, I'd, I'd gone through this whole you know, cathartic process of, of really laying out with pure intention to want to tell a story with the hope that someone else might find a little bit of light in it for themselves. And I was overwhelmed with fear. I couldn't do it. I, I went, ended up laying in my room, like laying on the floor uh, in like a, a fetal position for about an hour, I reckon, just trying to calm myself down. I had tears. I was nervous all from nowhere. Had no idea where it came from. But all I knew in that moment was the one thing I had to do is just have some courage to do it. I'd gotten this far. I owed it to myself to see it through. And what was the worst thing that was going to happen? People might not like it. And? And what else? Like, so what? You, you know, someone might read it and, and disagree with your views. Well, they're going to do that when they meet you anyway. You know, like you, you can't avoid that. And if they don't like it, they don't buy the book. But even this rationalization of those feelings... I was still overwhelmed. I was still nervous. I still didn't have it. It wasn't until I, I, I was able to kind of calm my mind down, calm myself down, do a little bit of meditation, you know, pray, just kind of, I don't know, ask for some help from somewhere. And once I'd done that, I then came in and I decided to write my little spiel on Facebook and, and hit post. And even when I hit post, I was still a little bit nervous, but it wasn't until I'd sat there and fully rationalized, fully accepted that, hey, do you know what? I actually think the reason I haven't done this until now is whatever this is, what am I scared of? Why am I not doing this? Why am I so afraid of being courageous? And it really just made me think, what does it mean to be courageous, you know? What is, what is this concept of courage and, and how do we apply it into our world? I know if you, if anyone out there listens to like, you know, your Tony Robbins kind of way of life, you know, one thing I, I'd heard him say, and maybe I, I need to be corrected, but how I perceived it was, you know, we are built with, I guess, two key functions that help 
to operate us and that's that pleasure and pain response to things and and generally we'll always opt for the pleasure right even if the pleasure is in essence some form of pain if that side outweighs the other side that we also dictate as pain we'll always choose the easier option and i wondered like could courage be that we're overcoming we're fighting with these physiological, these emotional, these chemical reactions inside us that would normally say, no, don't do that. You could be put in harm's way. But actually, we know in our heart of hearts that maybe that situation does require courage because it's for something far greater than what we are. It's for something more than what we even know we stand for right now. You know, it just really made me think about this concept of courage. And I, and, and I think... For me, courage, it's more of a verb. Courage is faith in action. That's what I kind of, that's what I kind of came to. It's this idea that actually when we say you should go through life and have courage, we're saying you should have faith in action. You should trust in action. That's what courage is. It's, it's an action of sorts. It's the ability to feel your body laying on the ground in your room in in almost physical pain because you're so overwhelmed and uncertain and not sure about things but then at the same time having this huge part in your mind saying hey it's gonna be okay you need to do this and choosing to take the voice rather than live by the body with this story and with this idea i i invite you all to think of your own lives. We can talk about having courage. And so I can say here, think about how to have courage, but rather think about what do we have in our worlds right now that's waiting for us, that requires that courage? What do we have in this world at the moment that is literally sitting there filled with greatness, but we just have to have faith in action to step towards that? What project, what relationship, what conversation, you know? How many times do we have just that conversation that we've avoided that actually if we just had, as we say to our, uh, my gorgeous little niece, if you just have one second of bravery, I wonder what will come of that. Just one second of bravery. And if we were to be courageous, what would that mean? What scares us the most about having courage? Is it the potential to be great? Is it the unknown realities that lie waiting for us? Is it that if we do have that one second of bravery and we are courageous, will that lead us to a path where maybe deep down we think, oh my God, I can't live up to that, you know, I couldn't possibly. So if I was to believe that, does that then mean that I'm not living with faith in action? You know, I'm not, I'm not looking and going, if I do step across there, if I do make that jump, I'm going to be met on the other side. And I'm going to be met with more opportunity and more possibility and more great things. And I think that's the problem is, you know, we somewhere along the line believe that if we do have this moment of courage, that's where it all falls apart. And I'm guilty for that too, you know, like even right now I'm going through something and I think, what if this happens and what if this happens and how do we do this and how do we, you know, and instead of getting all of the information in front of you, deciding what ticks all the right boxes. You know, be calculated in your risk, but know where you can blur the lines, where you can step across it, and then make that decision. You know, not the decision that, that allows for you to have 
that pleasure and, and fear, you know, steer away from any form of pain, but rather the one that's gonna allow you to take that leap, to have that bravery, to be bold, to live wildly, you know, to dream and to act courageously. So I invite you to have a think about that. What do you have in your own world? What's, what's pending? What's waiting for you? What is sitting there begging for you to just have one second of bravery so that you can do something really courageous and take that next step to something great? I'm Luke Evans. Thanks for listening to Itch.